Perfectionism is huge. Mm. Perfectionism is huge. You don't realize the result of so many things boil down to perfectionism and dismantling perfectionism is a must. People will tell me, well, I can't let anyone know about my products yet or anything because I don't have a logo. I can't sell anything yet. I don't have a website. My website's not perfect. I can't make that post because I don't know exactly what to say. Limiting belief, perfectionism, let it go. People Mm, don't care if you don't have a logo. I am a graphic designer, have done this five and a half years. I don't have a logo. Nobody cares. Okay. Sell your product. It's fine. Amen. Hey, babe, are you overwhelmed and burnt out by never ending to-do lists, constantly giving your time to others and feeling out of balance in your personal life? And are you ready to get absolute clarity on your life's purpose and activate the best version of you? Then it's time to ignite that inner fire and rediscover the fierce, confident woman you are born to be. Welcome to The Beam Life, where myself and other guests empower you to take steps toward the life you want so you can truly be everything and more. I'm Caitlin, your empowerment coach, new bestie, and lover of all things leopard print. It's time to get this party started, y'all. Hey, babe, welcome back to the Beam Life podcast. I have multipreneur Jess Ambergy here from Louisville, Kentucky, and we are going to be chatting about monetizing your multi passions. When I met Jess and we chatted about what we were going to bring to the podcast today, um, I was really excited when we landed on this idea because she's a woman that can talk about all the things, um, literally all the things. And so as a person with a neurodivergent ADHD brain of mine, I was like thrilled that there are people out in the world, just like Jess promoting that you can actually do more than one thing. And we don't have to just stick to a lane. Like we've been told pretty much our entire lives. So Jess, I'm so happy you're here. How are you girl? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here chatting about one of my favorite things, which is multi-passions. Yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. I mean, it's like, I like too many things. Um, so tell listeners a little bit more about who you are and like what you're doing in, in present day, what you're into right now. So I am a photographer, social media manager, multi-passion business coach, certified EFT practitioner, um, certified group coaching practitioner, and many other things. Uh, You can just call me a multipreneur. But yeah, one of the main reasons I'm here today too is to mostly chat about the business side of having multiple passions and monetizing those multiple passions and turning them into streams of income. Yes. I think particularly, you know, I do have a lot of, uh, my community members who are parents, moms, and will find, um, this conversation, I think so enlightening because oftentimes, you know, 
I believe as a, as a mom myself, that is a job in and of itself. Right. And a lot of people, when I was starting the beam life told me you're a mom, you can't do both. You can't, can't start a business and be a mom. And I'm like, uh, the hell I can't absolutely. I I (laughs) will be doing that. I will be doing that. So when we are talking about multipreneur, we're not also just saying because you have multi-passions in hobbies or jobs or specific areas. It could also be that you maybe have a nine to five, or you Mm -hmm. maybe are a parent and you have this little tickle or inkling of something that you want to do outside of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think this conversation will be relevant to so many of these, to, to the Beam Life community listeners. Most importantly, you know, speaking of this, we hear the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. I've always hated that. (laughs) That phrase was like torture growing up. Um, Bless my mom. She said it to me all the time because I've always been a multi-passionate person, never really knew how to put it into words and whatnot. But oh my gosh, the amount of times I heard that quote. And for those who don't know, and I just recently learned in the past couple of years, the second half of that quote is, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And mm. I was just like, why did I not know the second half of this growing up that could have saved me so much inner turmoil? Absolutely. And, you know, it's just the first half of that quote, so many people saying it and believing it can hold and has held so many people back from exploring other ventures in their life. Yes, absolutely. How did you, you know, you've shared obviously just now that that caused some inner like conflict (laughs) and and for for me too. Um, How did you, and when did you kind of arrive to this place that you are now embracing all of that? Mm -hmm. So we are going to go rewind a little bit back to college way back. And (laughs) my my degree is actually in graphic design. I am an artist. And when I decide to stay in art school, also being a multi-passionate person and have to decide a major in college, talk about inner turmoil. I have have to choose one thing to do for the rest of my life. What? So um, I was like, well, graphic design is a form of art. And I'll never make money being a photographer. (laughs) So I'll just take a few photography classes and then I'll go work in an advertising agency and do graphic design so I can make money. Oh, little, little old me. Um, And I actually could tell ourselves. Right. I did end up working at an ad agency for about five and a half years, doing some design work, doing photography, social media management. And I actually ended up getting fired me and three other people in a very interesting way, (laughs) which I'm happy to talk about at another time. If you're hearing this and you want to DM me, go for it. I'm not going to go into it right now, but I bring that up for a couple of reasons. One, because I really want to dismantle the stigma of workplace unalignment. Mm. That's really what it is. It's being energetically unaligned as an employer or an employee in its life. It's okay. Two, it is the reason I am here today. It yes. is the reason I am here today. So when I got fired, I was like, oh, hell, 
Now what do I do? Uh, Do I go apply to be a full-time designer here? Do I go apply to be a full-time photographer here? And I just was like, I don't, I definitely don't want to work at an ad agency again, but I'm trying to find one thing to go apply for. Sure. In In the meantime, friends start reaching out and they're like, hey, will you design this logo? Hey, will you take our company headshots? Hey, will you run our restaurant social media because we love it? Like we love how you do yours. And all of a sudden I'm making money doing all the things instead Mm. of working for someone else doing one of the things. And that's when it started to click. And I was like, I quit applying for those full-time jobs. It took me like a couple months to realize this was going to keep happening. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to keep coming to me. This is awesome. And it's been five and a half years now. And that's really how I kind of got catapulted into the multipreneur life. Ah, I love that story. It's really similar to um, this week. Actually, I released a, a solo episode where I talked about how when like the bad quote unquote things happen, like example, a firing where in the moment we're like, shit that just happened. What am I going to do? It's about recognizing, going back and seeing those times, how those were really, that was a pivotal moment for you, right? Like I am, I, I wholeheartedly see you that you absolutely would have figured this out by now, despite being fired. However, that certainly was divine timing that Mm -hmm. you found out sooner than later. Right. And you were able to really like dive into this. Um, so it's interesting because you happen to have a story where this happened and then friends were coming to you and asking you that might not be the case for some of the listeners, right? It might just be something internally that they have pulling at their soul or that they just really deeply love. What can multi passion entrepreneurship look like for someone else? Yeah, that's a great question because really what this life is, is making it your own. And Mm -hmm. it's not feeling like you have to live by someone else's way. And that's really one of the biggest things I tell my clients as well, because The whole reason I actually got into the business coaching side of this is because so many people are reaching out, wanting to quote unquote, pick my brain. How did you do it? How do I do it like that? And that's when I got this six month certification uh, in coaching and all these modalities, because I realized it's so much deeper than my way. It is finding your way, what works for your life, your work schedule, your family, in dismantling the patriarchal way of working. So the way I would encourage that, you know, what lights your fire? If Mm. something is lighting your fire and you're like, I really want to explore this, then do it with no expectations of reaching a deadline, making sure you have to do it at this exact time and embrace as the pivots. Yes. You know, multi-passion people are constantly pivoting. And if you're going to 
try new things and explore those things, you have to be comfortable being a beginner Mm. and being not great at something at first and showing up anyway, showing up messy and showing up first with the people that you love around you and you feel safe around. And then when you start to build that confidence, then you can expand out and start bringing in clients that you might not know as well. Mm. So I really think for advice of say, you're just hanging out and you have this aching in your heart to do something. What is one small step achievable goal that you can take today to move you forward? Oh, I love that. And I also, I I love that you actually said the word baby step, because I think sometimes even though we, you don't say it, it can be interpreted. It's like, well, does, are you saying I should quit my job and just go into this? Are you saying I should get fired and go explore this? And it's like, no, no, no mm-hmm. things. I think speaking of like patriarchal way of working, it's also a patriarchal way of thinking that you can't have both. And, and it has to be either, or, mm-hmm. and I hate that we have literally been conditioned to think that just because we do X means we can't do Y. It's like, no, we can still keep doing X. And then if you really hate X, like if you're feeling so, like you said, workplace, um, what did you say? Unalignment. Uh, uh, workplace unalignment. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean you quit and go into this job where you have built nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. but you can start to change the percentages, right? Maybe it's 95 and five and then 90, 10, 80, 20, right? You start to slowly bring yourself over here. So I love that you put that into uh, perspective. And I think also, I, I really want to just reiterate the fact that you said being okay, being a beginner, because speaking of moms and God love them, but mm-hmm. my mom has always said to me, I've never known anyone that has jumped into different career paths as much as you. And you always say you just love it, but then you like <laughs> love the next one. And I'm like, well, I do. I I do. Yes. <laughs> I'm being for real. Um, and I don't know. I say right now that this is ultimately like my life's calling. And, and I believe that everything has led me to coaching. It's, it's so what I'm obsessed with, but being open to possibility, open to exactly. pivot is such a, a beautiful thing that I haven't seen modeled for me directly in my family. It's been, mm-hmm seeing other, you know, people like you who are like, it's okay. In fact, this is like a positive thing. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Like, look at all these things. And I know we're going to dive into like the benefits of being able to do this for sure. But, um, what, like you mentioned when we first started chatting, how this can hold people back, how that, you know, one track thinking can really bring on some limiting beliefs, but oftentimes we don't even know those limiting beliefs exist because it's been mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a constant replay our whole lives that is just our narrative. So what are some common things that people might be saying to themselves that are actually limiting beliefs and not truths? <laughs> oh, that's a deep, like we could have a whole episode just on this. <laughs> so I'll make it brief. Uh, yeah. Perfectionism is huge. 
Mm. Perfectionism is huge. You don't realize the result of so many things boil down to perfectionism and dismantling perfectionism is a must. People will tell me, well, I can't let anyone know about my products yet or anything because I don't have a logo. I can't sell anything yet. I don't have a website. My website's not perfect. I can't make that post because I don't know exactly what to say. Limiting belief, perfectionism, let it go. People Mm. don't care if you don't have a logo. I am a graphic designer, have done this five and a half years. I don't have a logo. Nobody cares. Okay. Sell your product. It's fine. Amen. So perfectionism is huge. And then fear of failure. Mm. And I know you were at um, the show up with me and I went on this, um, not rampage, but, you know, a soapbox about how I don't believe in the word failure. We're circling back to that word pivot. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe, especially if you're a multi-passionate person, you're constantly pivoting pivot, pivot, pivot. If something doesn't go like you originally thought, that doesn't mean it's you're failed and you shouldn't do it again. It it literally just means it didn't go like you originally thought. Yes. So release the word of I might fail. And once you start to release that, that's even a possibility, you can start showing up for yourself Mm. and really limiting beliefs come down to your life experiences and how you were raised, how people talked about money around you, how people talked about work around you. Hell, your DNA from generations before you show up in your limiting beliefs. Mm, So truly the way to start dismantling them is channeling in on why. Why am I afraid to make this post? Why am I afraid to show up online? Whose voice am I hearing in my head? Is it mine? Is it my partner's? Is it my parents? Once you start to nail down where this is coming from, you can start to release it. Yes. Oh, that is so good. I just wrapped up day three of this uh, boot camp that I was doing in my community. And day one was all about limiting beliefs. And I talked exactly about what you're saying in a different context, how sometimes we don't eat, like I said, we don't even know they're there, but a good indicator is exactly what you're talking about. That hesitation, like, "Mm, why am I hesitant to do this? Like what is coming up for me? Why am I feeling weird about asking for this money? Why am I feeling guilty about wanting to leave this relationship? Why do I feel like I am not worthy of having multi-businesses, you know? Um, So I think that's really interesting is that I love that adding that why to it. Because I always say when you feel that internal gut instinct of resistance or hesitation, that that is such a strong indicator that there's something there that needs to be dismantled. And then- and then comes the work. The dismantling is, is, mm-hmm. you know, you're breaking down like ancestor mm-hmm. style of like, of like lots of that. So EFT is, is great for releasing those things too. Yeah. Uh, which if anyone's ever interested in can also contact me for that too. But 
we do that in my mastermind. It's part of the whole releasing everything and figuring it out. And EFT is a great way to start yes. loving yourself and through the messiness as well. Someone in yes. my mastermind a couple days ago, he was saying, I don't want to, what was it? My website has to look a certain way before I want anyone to see it. He's like, I, I constantly just have this voice in my head saying it's not good enough yet. It's not good enough yet. It's good. Enough. And I'm like, well, mm. whose voice are you hearing? Whose voice is that? He's like, uh, he's like, well, it's not my parents. I guess it's mine. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling yourself this. Where does that come? You know, you just start like breaking it yes. down farther and farther. You know, yes. those coaching questions. <laughs> yes. I love those coaching questions. I do too. I love it. <laughs> my favorite part you know, this is insider coach to coach, right. And mm -hmm. uh, giving away my secret, but my favorite is when I ask a question and there's complete silence and they literally think I'm going to say something. And I'm like, I'm so comfortable in the silence. I will wait. I will wait. Your brain is thinking, I will just wait for you. Um, and it's, so good. it's my favorite thing. And then you hear mm -hmm. you, you, all of a sudden you see the ding, 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 like, Oh, yep. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So one of the things we did in our training was basically you have to sit in silence while the other person just kind of talks for, I think it was like 10 minutes and we yeah. weren't allowed to say a word. And I'm like, yeah. this is great training. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So, you know, if someone, you know, you're coaching, let's say, or even just a listener has these multi-passions, um, how do you help them decide what is like, I hate the word worthy because everything's worthy, but like maybe where to start, like, what are some great ways? Like, Hmm, I, I like a lot of things. And now I'm hearing, I have all these possibilities and opportunities. Where would I even start? And what are ways I could monetize that? Absolutely. Figuring out what to monetize. Let me start by saying, don't feel like you need to make money off of every single thing you enjoy in life. I like baking. I'm not selling my cookies yet. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe one day. You know, I like interior design. I'm not, someone's not paying me to design their house yet. Who knows? Maybe one day. So figuring out what exactly to monetize. This is also something that we talked about in Mastermind. And if you're listening, feel free to get your notes out because I'm going to ask some questions that you can ask yourself and see if you can start to kind of nail down exactly where to focus. So the first question to ask yourself, what comes easy to you? Mm. And I feel like that's a profound question because for so long, we were like, money doesn't grow on trees, work hard, play hard. You have to earn your money. So I'm like, yeah. where did this come from? Which I think we all know, but yeah. uh, <laughs> women specifically are trying to work smarter, not harder. And let's Amen. just find some stuff that we're good at. I don't do logos anymore. I don't do graphic design anymore. Cause you know what? It just doesn't come as easy to me as other stuff. Yes. And people were, were like, will you design this logo? I'm like, ugh. and I'm like, why do I keep taking these jobs on if I don't want to do it? And you know what? Once I released and let that go, it opened me up to do things that are more easy for me. And that I just yes. genuinely enjoy. Okay. Yes. Question number two, what lights your fire? What makes you excited? If you are excited to do something that will make it also easy for you. And 
easier to show up for it when you believe in it and it literally just makes you happy. Those are the things that it will come easy to you to make money. Amen. Yes. Next question. Bring on the dollars. (laughs) What personal experiences have you overcome that you can help others overcome? Okay. Yes. Snap, 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 snap. Oh, I just told you my whole story about getting fired, all this stuff. So I'm not saying I did this so you can do this. I said earlier that that's not really what I believe in, but my story can maybe inspire someone and to ask themselves certain questions to move forward in this world. Yes. Okay. Who can you help? That's kind of a branch off that last question. Who specifically can you help? What will move you one step forward today? Mm. What is tangible in this day, in this moment, in this week that can move me one step forward? And then lastly, what will make you money? Mm. Yes. And if you want to add a bonus question, what's stopping you? What specifically is stopping you? Yes, yes, yes. So those are the Good. questions that I encourage you to ask yourself when you're trying to figure out what exactly to monetize if you have those multi-passions. Yes. Oh my God. I resonate so much with that because especially the personal life experiences that you could help others is that is why my coaching business and this podcast literally exists because Mm -hmm. as I was going through my divorce and separation and like this new exploration of my sexuality and my identity and you know, going through this like midlife crisis space, or I call it the third life crisis. Cause I was in my thirties. Um, it's good. What is like, I couldn't find what I needed. There was nobody out there that I could find to directly help me. Cause there was like groups for divorced moms, but I was like, well, I'm also more than that. There was groups for entrepreneurs, but I was like, I'm more than that. There was groups for women's empowerment. I was like, I want more than that. So I was like, how can I, and that's, you know, I had coaches tell me you can't create a community based off all those things. Like why? Like you really Mm -hmm. need to, you need to niche down, niche down. I was like, I am not a niche. I am a (laughs) multi-faceted woman. There you are. Just like everyone else that I talk to. A multi-niched woman. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like come on, you know? And so that's really, I love those questions. Um, I'll have you send those to me so I can put them also in yeah. the show notes. Be so Also great. to add on to that, I think some people forget that there's different ways to monetize all the passions. Like I'm a photographer. I can take photos and send someone photos, but I can also write a blog about it, do a podcast mm. about it, mm. teach other photographers how to do it do an ebook with passive income, do an online course with passive income. There's also so many ways to monetize one thing outside the box. And Mm. I can send a list of those too with the questions as well, because, you know, eventually I'm not sure as a photographer, I'm going to want to keep going out on location stuff, but maybe one day I can help other photographers show up in different ways too. So it's also just something to consider thinking outside the box beyond service, service provider in that one little way of making money off that thing. 
I love that you take it like one step further where if someone's like, well, I am a, I do love one thing, photography. That's the one thing I love. I don't really have anything else. Awesome. You're unique and beautiful in that way. Great. But here are different ways you could also do the one thing. So yes, love that. So good. You are just sharing so much like gold and wisdom. So amazing. Um, so lastly, you know, before we kind of wrap up, because I think there's been so much incredible information, I, this is sort of going off your last question of like, what's stopping you, Mm -hmm. But, but to take it one step further, like what are some potential missed opportunities or I hate the word consequences, but like things that you might not be able to do or create if you decide not to explore this route? I think do whatever makes you happy. I think the world was built for mono passion people and people that don't want to worry about making their own schedule. They want to go to work. They don't want surprises. They want the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. So I think if they feel aligned for that, so be it. I'm more of saying for all the people that don't fit into that mold, that's okay. You're heard. And there's other ways to break outside that mono passion world. I actually, (laughs) this is a good segue. I have a metaphor and I'll try to do it quickly. I love a good metaphor. Say uh, there's a speedboat going through the water. And this one motor is working real, real hard to push this boat through the water. And eventually that one motor can start to, you know, fizzle out, burn out. Yes. And the boat's going to go slower and slower. Now imagine this same boat has three motors. Now all of a sudden three motors are pushing this boat through the water. Mm. And then when that one motor starts to burn out, or get fired, uh, <laughs> the, the other two motors are there supporting the boat and pushing it through while that other motor gets rejuvenated, fixed, sure. or maybe it never does, but the other two are there pushing it through. Now, if you're bad mm-hmm. at metaphors, the boat is you, the motors are your passions. <laughs> so love it. If you are a mono passion person and something happens and you're just completely out of options, if you get fired or something, if I had to choose one, you know, quote unquote consequence or something, that is something that happens. But if you have multiple passions with multiple streams of income and you're doing multiple things, if you lose a client or someone cancels or something, you're good because there's other streams of income coming in. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's good. And I also think too, when I have these, you know, limiting beliefs or fears that come up a big thing for me personally, um, that has worked in the past has always been to think about like, who am I not helping by like, not exploring this, right? Like my, a big internal motivating factor for me is service. Like I enjoy coaching, sharing, serving. Those are like big core values of mine. And whenever I reach like a, a place of fear, I'm like, but 
if I don't do this, that I am literally keeping something that could actually help someone, um, to myself. And then I'm like, I yes. can't do this. I need to move forward. Do you ever I love that? that. In- yes, actually, I, there's a slide in my startup week speech that a few weeks ago that said, who are you not helping by not showing up? Mm. And it's who could you help today? Because here's the thing. You don't have to be an expert. Like yes. what even is an expert? Is anyone an expert? You literally just have to be one or two steps ahead of someone oh. else. Snaps. You just need to be a step. Like someone just needs where you are right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect or an expert to help somebody. And with the word fear, that's such a natural thing our body feels. It is literally there to save our life. But when you realize why you have the fear, you can check in and be like, okay, I know why the fear is showing up. I'm not in danger. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Thank you, body. But I'm good. I actually recently read in a book called um, Patriarchy Stress Disorder. Where I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's but sh- there's this one thing that just really stuck with me about how your body immediately registers fear or a negative um, emotion because it's there to protect you. Whereas yeah. if something positive and joyous happens to you, it takes at least ten seconds for your body to register and remember that something good is happening to you. And so ever since I read that, my mom and I were going on vacation right after that. And we counted to 10. Every time we saw something joyous or felt happy, we're like, let's count to 10. So I think that's also something to keep in mind when something joyous happens in your business or in your life, count to 10. Remember those, check in with those positive triggers because you can have negative and positive triggers too. So start remembering the positive triggers and channel those next time your fear comes in and really start to remember why you're showing up for people and why you're showing up for yourself. Oh, that is so good. I've never actually even thought about the positive triggers because we always think of triggers as being like, mm-hmm. oh, negative, scary, bad. And then it's like, wait, no, wait a second. You're right. There can be positive yeah, ones too. Good. I love it. I, I love, love, it, love um, it. walking my clients through creating positive anchors as well, which I won't go into the whole thing right now too, but it is one of those things where you just kind of can tap into that positive memory when you're feeling, when you're feeling fearful and remember who, remember that you're a badass bitch. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, also in this past three-day course, I had the women create a power list and I literally was like, this is to remember who the fuck you are and the bad yes. shit you have done. And it's literally like listing out every single thing you have accomplished and all those things. That doesn't mean like, yes, okay, great, valid Victorian, put that on there. But I also mean, have you been fired and overcome it? Have you <laughs> gone through a divorce? Have you ended a friendship that was really difficult, but no longer served you? Those are things you have done and you have been through that serve as reminders of like your resilience and like what you're made of. Like that is you. Those are your like, that's your DNA. That is your resilience. And so and to add on to that, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just saying that's, it's so really like what you were talking about. So resonate and like, you know, 
I felt that for sure. It's important to, for us to remember that. Uh, yeah, to add on to that, something else I, I do myself and tell other people to do too, is create a folder, title it what you want. You know, you just, I love the term that you just said too, but like, I'm badass. You're doing great. I'm cool. And put all of the text messages that you get, all Mm. of the positive DMs you get, all the emails, even from work that's like, Hey, you did great on that project. Screenshot them, put them in that folder. Remember who you are. Open yes. that up if you need to. And honestly, you can use them for testimonials if you want to do it on a business perspective as well. But it's also just to remember who you are. And yes. there's like stuff that I would have never remembered getting that text message if I hadn't screenshot it and put it in this folder. Just like these photos are so amazing. Oh my God. I'm so happy I can go back and look at those again. Oh, I love that. And now with technology, it's so easy to do on your phone. You don't right? have to print anything out. Just create a folder on your phone. I'm going to do that today. Love this. Great yes. Idea. Love it. (laughs) So good. All right. Well, I am like blown away. I knew this convo was going to be all the things and more because that's what we're talking about. All the things and more. (laughs) It was truly such a great gift. And you literally shared so much wisdom. Um, I know that listeners are going to have to like go back, replay, take notes, do all the things, <laughs> yes. um, but tell listeners where is the best place that they can connect with you? Instagram, Instagram awesome. at my first and last name, Jess.Ambergy, A-M-B-U-R-G-E-Y. <laughs> Not Ambergati. No. <laughs> I was just telling her how everyone messes up my name, but she so considerately asked how to pronounce it before we started this. <laughs> always, always names are important. And I will link that also in the show notes. Thank you so much for your energy and shares and for being a multi-passionate, incredible human out in the world doing big things. So keep Thank beaming. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you so much. Yes, me too. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Beam Life. I'd be so honored if you would take a sec to leave a review. Ready to take the next step and join the sisterhood? The Beam Life community is a place where you can just take off the mask, feel seen, and form authentic connections with other like-minded, kick-ass women. We do not do surface-level shit in that group, babe. Click on the link in the show notes or head to the Beam Life Create Your Dream Life community on Facebook. I can't wait to see you there.